to Self Shift. My name is Andrew Robinson, and this is audio note number two. As I said in audio note number one, what we are going to do is lay a foundation for your self ship journey. This is a baseline that you can use to measure your growth, and it's also a baseline that you can return to and refine your answers, add to them, you may even change some of them. Uh, but what we want to do is just is take a snapshot of where you are at right now, beginning with the self-ship audit. Now, before I go into these questions, I want to walk through why we're even doing the self-ship audit. I've designed these questions to combat a natural resistance that we all have to stopping, to just hitting pause in life. Most of the leaders I work with Okay, all of the leaders I work with have a really hard time just stopping and taking an honest assessment of where they're at right now. And the excuses that we all can spin out are, are you know, infinite. Uh, we're too busy. We have this to get to. We have that to get to. Right now, if I just asked you to make a list of all the things in your on your mind, like that you have to do, you could probably write continuously for 15 or 20 minutes, Right and fill a page or maybe multiple pages. I've had people like literally when we do brain dumps, you know, they'll fill the front of a page, they'll turn it over, they'll fill the back of the page of all the things that you have to do. And self-ship isn't something that you do. You don't do you. you this, the self-ship is a process that you go through to develop yourself. Um, it's an experience. It's not, you know, it's not a task that you can check off. And that's why we resist these questions. And that's why I'm coming to you right out of the gate to challenge you to just stop, just pause. I struggle with it as much as you do, but just pause and take an honest assessment of yourself and where you're at right now. That's the purpose of the audit. So each of these questions is an opportunity for you to look at some hard things. You know, I'm not doing my job. I'm not helping you at all if I'm asking easy questions. This, this is not low-hanging fruit. And if you cruise through this, I will tell you right now, you, you really didn't dig as deeply as you need to. So the first question is, why are you here? And what I mean by that is something is drawing you to the self-ship journey. There's some gnawing sense or some agitation that you're experiencing that is encouraging you in this direction. What is it? Now is an opportunity to capture that. And some of those may be obvious, and I would capture those obvious ones, you know, right, right out of the gate. Um, what are those things that, that aren't working for you? Maybe it's a tendency that's getting in your way, or, you know, maybe it's more aspirational. Maybe you're really aiming for something or to, to get somewhere uh, in life, and some things are holding you back. What's holding you back? Uh, capture all of those things. This is your opportunity to, to tabulate those. The second question has to do with what these challenges from question number one are costing you. Because behind every single one of the things that you wrote down in question number one, there's a cost. Whether it's you know one of these tendencies that's getting in your way or whether there are certain things holding you back from, from growing or reaching certain goals, these things are costing you. In the same way that you have a mobile phone bill that shows up every month, you have a bill that shows up every single month, every single day for what these things are costing you. And once we calculate the cost, 
we tend to see the, the problem with greater clarity. It becomes more granular and we can actually do something about it. And the cost takes place at several levels. There's the personal cost, there's a relational cost. Um, oftentimes there's a financial cost if you really think about the, the, the toll that these things are taking on you. So think about it at, at multiple levels. Um, as you look at those challenges. And as you do, you may even discover some other challenges. So I would encourage you to toggle back and forth between questions one and two until you feel like you've really captured um, all of those challenges and what they're costing you. You may or may not be able to ultimately calculate um, you know, the costs, but like I did this with a leader actually yesterday, and we were talking about what wasn't working and the cost of those things not working and how much more present uh, she felt like she could be and how much more engaging, how much more productive. And she actually was able to work through like, well, gosh, I guess I can put a number on this. And she actually calculated, um, you know, the cost of, of what these challenges were bringing or taking from her life. Uh, you may or may not be able to do that, but I want you to think through it uh, no matter what. Um, because guaranteed these things are challenging you or, or these things are costing you in some way. Okay, question number three, let's, let's add another layer of dissatisfaction. Uh, fast forward a year and let's imagine whatever year it is right now, you're listening to this, slap another year on it and you are, you know, you fast forward and a year from now you've made zero progress. Like, um, you know, inertia has completely set in and you've stalled out and you haven't grown in any way. <laughs> um, what's your response to that? Like if you are literally sitting there a year from now in the exact same situation, uh, or maybe it's even worse, what's your response to that? You know, this presupposes that you haven't done the self-ship journey that you've, you know, you've decided I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just, you know, basically do this year just like I did last year and you haven't grown at all. What's your response to that? Chances are it's it's not a positive response. Um, if it if you're if you're nonplussed by that image that comes to your mind, chances are this this is probably not a journey that you're that you're you know going to enjoy or, or get a lot out of at least not right now. So what's your response to that picture a year out from now? Question number four: How will you know that you've actually grown through this journey? I want to encourage you to set goals and mile markers so that you know that you've actually made progress. Now, here's the challenge. By, I mean, it's our human nature. We tend to set vague goals and, you know, nothing taps into apathy better than ambiguity. If you want to, you know, well, I'm not sure if I want to set really firm goals. That's great. I mean, that's the best way to just become really apathetic about something. You know, and, and I can catch myself doing that where if, if I want to just soften a goal, it kind of, you know, gives me license to be, you know, not quite as committed or have so much on the line. That's not what we're doing here. I want you to come up with actual goals that you want to achieve and look back on question number one, because that will help precipitate some goals that you can really shoot for as we go through this journey. Uh, but whatever they are, here's what I want you to think about. How will you know that you successfully reached these goals? How will you know that they're clear enough that you can actually like check them off? Either you did them or you didn't do them. 
I was going through this with a leader not too long ago, and he said, you know, I really want to deepen my engagement with my team. So he put that down as goal, as his goal, which is great. I mean, who, who wouldn't want that, right? But when I asked him, how will you know if you've been successful? Well, he didn't really have an answer. It's like, well, I think I'll just know. Well, you know, that's, that's pretty subjective. Um, and, you know, you can't really control that. So what can you control? And what he said was, well, I can take them out to coffee. I can take them out to coffee. I'm going to, you know, in the next month, I'm going to take each of them out and, and just spend some time. And the one rule that he wanted to put in place is that we can't talk about work. Uh, so, you know, they can talk about what they did last weekend or what they're doing this weekend or, you know, where they went to college or whatever it is. Um, but, but what they wanted, what he wanted to do is just have more of a personal connection with them. So we got back together a month later. Sure enough, he did it. Now, listen, he, he had no control over whether that would even help deepen his engagement with his team. All he could control is whether or not he, he did it. And sure enough, he did it. And it went so well that it's now a practice that he uses every single month. So he has a standing meeting with his team of four every single month to get together. And he's, you know, seeing, seeing the benefits from that. So what is it for you? What are your goals and how can you make them measurable so that you actually know whether you achieve them or not? Now, I know some goals aren't necessarily going to lend themselves to that kind of binary nature. You know, either you were successful or you weren't successful. And there may be varying degrees of success. But like I said, I want you to avoid the ambiguity because that allows apathy to, to leak in. Um, so go ahead and set those goals for yourself. And, you know, again, presumably they are they're tied into the challenges and opportunities that you listed in question number one. Uh, but whatever they are, state them and make them as clear as possible. OK, question number five. Now, this is just a yes or no question, in or out, you know, um, are, is the self-ship journey something you're committed to or not? And I want you to be explicit about that. And, you know, let me just take it off the table right away. It's okay if you're not committed to it. This may not be a good time for you to pursue this. And in that case, I would just say, I'm out. Um, doesn't mean you're out forever. It's something you can return to. But like I said, it's a certain kind of person that gets value out of this. And what I notice is, is, is being in means that this is part of their life. It's not something that they dabble in. It's not something that is, you know, that they put off. It's something that they really engage with. And it's, it's woven into every moment of their life. It's something that really becomes part of how they do life, both personally and professionally. So if that's you, if that's something you want to commit to, uh, then I would encourage you, you know, just say you're all in and that's a commitment you're making to yourself. And don't forget, this is a commitment you're making to the people around you too. Um, one of the things I love seeing is how this work impacts people's lives in, in ways that they, they had no idea, like no idea that this would impact their, you know, their marriage, the way they parent, um, relationships with friends, things like that. So, you know, your commitment when you say you're in is not just, you know, to yourself. It's also a commitment to the people around you that you're going to do this work um, to really work with yourself and take that knowledge of yourself and translate it into how you show up in the world. Okay, so that's the self-ship audit. It's a nice baseline that you can revisit and come back to. Keep this handy wherever, you know, all the tools are designed 
to be with you and to be um, easy to access. So keep this handy and you can add to it. Maybe you want to get a binder or a folder to keep these in and, and we will add to it as we go on. Okay, in the next audio note, we are going to go through the 631, the six gravitational laws that hold people down, the three myths about how to overcome those laws, and then the one truth that will truly make growth possible. All right, I look forward to jumping into those with you next time. Wherever you are right now in the world, I am glad that you are here. Look forward to continuing this journey through self-ship with you. Take care.